0: Hello and welcome back to Practicing English, and it's part two today of the story which I read to you last week, Who Was Sydney Peabody? Today I'll be reading part two, and I'll be explaining some B1 adverbs which you can hear in the story and they will also be useful for all those B1 students studying for Cambridge Pet Exam or similar, and especially if you like writing the story in the writing part of the exam. So here we go. Welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilborough, and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels. And if you are a B1 level student trying to reach B2 level, then I recommend my book, The Tudor Conspiracy. Come over to practicingenglish.com and you'll see a picture of the front cover. Click on that. And it will take you to the page where you can buy the book. So, as I said, I'm going to explain some adverbs before I start the second part of the story. Who was Sydney Peabody? And the first adverb is suddenly. So, in the story, suddenly is used actually in some dialogue when somebody asks... Why did it rain for six days and then suddenly stop? Why did it rain for six days and then suddenly stop? So notice it's used before the verb, stop. Although we could use it after the verb as well. Stop suddenly is still okay. Now, suddenly actually is, can be used in other ways as well for your story. You can use it to make the action change in the speed. So, for example, he suddenly got up and ran out. He suddenly got up and ran out. The next one to listen for is exactly, from exact, meaning precise. So, in the story, you will hear the sentence... You saw exactly what happened. You saw exactly what happened. And there's another example as well with exactly. I can tell you exactly why. I can tell you exactly why. Also in the story, you will hear the word really, which is a B1 word. And it has two meanings. We can use really, meaning much. So in the story, for example, you will hear the sentence, I hadn't really thought of that. I hadn't really thought of that, meaning I hadn't thought of that very much. You can also use it, although there are no examples in the story, you can use it instead of very to make your sentences more be one you can use it in front of adjectives the mountain is really high or in front of other adverbs Um, she ran really fast instead of saying very high and very fast so your language will be upgraded if you can use really instead of very okay my next adverb is Seriously, from serious, meaning not funny. And in the story, listen out for the phrase, It's my job, Stephen, Simon replied seriously. It's my job, Stephen, Simon replied seriously. The next one is politely, from polite, meaning to say please and thank you is polite. Good evening, said the policeman politely. Good evening, said the policeman politely. And then we have pleasantly from the adjective pleasant. Now, pleasant means kind, friendly, to do something in a nice way. I see, said the detective pleasantly. I see, said the detective pleasantly. And then from quiet, the adjective quiet, we have quietly. So that just means with not much noise. Yes, I am, replied Simon quietly. Yes, I am, replied Simon quietly. Then we have the word hardly. And here it's used to mean it was difficult to do something. So if you can hardly do something, it means you find it very difficult to do. And in the story, you will hear the sentence, words he could hardly pronounce. Words he could hardly pronounce. Then from the adjective brief, we have briefly, which means a short period of time. I'll just briefly explain what it says. You will hear in the story. I'll just briefly explain what it says. And then we have another one, which I suppose is similar to really, meaning very much. He felt terribly guilty. He felt terribly guilty. Now, we could say he felt really guilty, and it's a similar meaning. I suppose terribly is more emphatic and then lastly we have quickly from the adjective quick meaning very fast he smiled quickly he smiled quickly that sounds a little bit strange doesn't it to smile quickly but if you listen right at the end of the story you'll hear that sentence he smiled quickly and i think in context you'll understand what it means right so those are the adverbs for you to listen to in their sentences. Just one word I want to explain in the story, which is not a B1 word, and the word is devil, D-E-V-I-L, devil, which is somebody mentioned in the Bible as being very bad and like the opposite of God. I hope you enjoy the last part, part two of the story. Who was Sidney Peabody? Who Was Sidney Peabody? A short story by M.A. Bilborough for B1 Students Part 2 This story is copyright Simon Fotheringay looked at the last page of his article on his computer screen and didn't know what to write next. Then he picked up his mobile phone and dialed a number. His close friend, Stephen Smithers, answered. Would you like to come for a drink? Asked Simon. I need you to help me with something. Simon often met Stephen for drink in the Dog and Duck pub in the centre of Benalmadena, Like many pubs, On this part of the Spanish coast, the owner was British, not Spanish. The food served was British. Fried eggs, bacon, sausages, fried tomatoes and mushrooms, fish and chips, and most important of all, British tea. And last, but not least, beer, as the British like it, not ice cold, but at room temperature. When Simon arrived, Stephen was already sitting in the corner with a pint of beer. Stephen Smithers, like Simon, had also made a lot of money on the Costa del Sol. He was a butcher. He made sausages for the British shops and restaurants. Because British sausages don't taste like anything you can buy in Spain and the British won't eat any other type of sausage. A pint of Bess, please, Dave, said Simon to the barman, and sat down at the table opposite his friend. Something worrying you? asked Stephen. Yes, answered Simon, I need to talk to you. I need you to help me with this Sydney Peabody story. "'I'm writing an article about him, "'but there are still things I don't understand at the moment.' "'Yeah, but who wants to read about him now?' "'said Stephen. "'Everybody knows he was a fake. "'He convinced all those people in Madrid "'he could make it rain, and nothing happened. "'Just blue skies.' And not even a tiny cloud appeared. No, Stephen, that's not quite true, said Simon. I mean, he didn't try to convince anybody. Everybody thought he could perform miracles. So they invited him to Madrid to perform another one, to bring them the rain they needed. Sydney never said he could do it. They used Sydney. Sydney isn't a fake. Sydney is just... Well, that's it. I don't know what Sydney is. I don't understand what you mean, Simon, says Stephen after a pause. I mean, if he couldn't perform miracles, why did he tell all those reporters, including your newspaper, he was responsible for making it rain here in Benamadena? Simon lifted his finger. Because he was responsible, Stephen. He was responsible. I was with him when it happened. I'm convinced it was a miracle. Well, interrupted Stephen, the weather forecaster said that it is possible that black clouds suddenly appear like that. There are mountains near ben el so... Warm air rises up the mountains and suddenly cools and makes rain. It doesn't take a miracle for that to happen. Rubbish, said Simon. Sydney was looking out to sea. The clouds appeared out at sea in just a few seconds. Then they grew and grew. They got blacker and blacker. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Suddenly, the whole sky was covered and it rained for six days without stopping. That wasn't just a few clouds up the mountains. We've all seen those lots of times. This was different. This was not natural, Stephen. And Sydney was making it happen. Stephen was quiet for a few moments and looked serious. Then he asked, Why six days? Why did it rain for six days and then suddenly stop? I can tell you exactly why, said Simon. Because Sydney Peabody's swimming pool was then full. That's why. Because six days is... 144 hours and it rained just about 14 millimeters per hour which is exactly the right amount to fill sydney's swimming pool not a drop more and not a drop less yes but and another thing simon interrupted according to the bible god took six days to create the earth and then he rested "'On the Sabbath. Saturday. "'After 9am on Saturday morning, it stopped raining. "'Now, is that a miracle or isn't it?' "'I hadn't really thought of that,' said Stephen. "'But Sidney, I mean, he isn't God, is he? "'He's just Sidney Peabody. "'I mean, he's just a guy.' A normal guy. He might look like a normal guy, but he worked a miracle, said Simon. I wonder. I wonder. Then he said suddenly, Perhaps he's the devil. That's it. He must be the devil. The devil, said Stephen. But why the devil? He hasn't done anything bad. He just filled his swimming pool, that's all, and saved Benal Madener from the drought. Look how green this place is now. Stephen, you don't quite understand, do you? Says Simon excitedly. The devil doesn't go around doing terrible things to people. That's too obvious. He just doesn't care about anybody the devil sees somebody suffering and just walks past. Sydney Peabody has the power to help others, to save everybody from climate change. What does he do? He fills his swimming pool. Of course, Ben O'Madena also got lots of rain because his swimming pool is filled with the water from this area. Sidney Peabody... "'has the power to help others. "'But he does nothing, nothing. "'I'm certain of it now. "'It's the only explanation. "'Sydney Peabody is the devil. "'That is the ending I need for my article,' "'Simon spoke excitedly. "'Wait a minute, Simon,' said Stephen. "'Sydney is your neighbour. "'He's a friend.' You can't write an article about him saying he's the devil. That's not right. It's my job, Stephen, Simon replied seriously. It's what I do. The people need to know the truth. And if it's not the truth, it will still make a great story. Simon stopped his car outside his villa and got out. He was surprised at what he saw. Three police cars and an ambulance were parked outside Sidney Peabody's house. A policeman approached Simon. Good evening, said the policeman politely in English. Are you Simon Fotheringay? Yes, I am, replied Simon quietly. What's all this? "'I am Detective Luis Fernandez, from the Malaga Police. "'I'm afraid I have some bad news about your neighbour, Sidney Peabody. "'I'm sorry to tell you that Mr. Peabody is dead.' "'Oh, my God! How?' asked Simon. "'Did you know him well?' "'Yes, we are... we were neighbours, um, friends.' "'I see,' said the detective pleasantly. "'He pointed to Sydney's villa. "'Would you like to come inside, please? "'I think we should talk.' Simon followed the detective into the house. They went into Sydney's living room, where other policemen were working, "'taking photos and talking in quiet voices. "'On the floor there was a very large plastic bag "'with something inside it. First, I would like to ask you to look at the body "'and tell me if it's your friend,' said the detective. "'Would you do that?' "'Uh, yes, yes, of course.' "'answered Simon, in words he could hardly pronounce. "'The detective pulled back the plastic, "'and Simon saw Sidney's face. "'It was a very pale white, but it was Sidney. "'What was strange was that he was still smiling. "'Yes, yes, it's Sidney. "'Come and sit here on the sofa,' said the detective. "'as he covered the face again. "'We believe Mr. Peabody killed himself.' "'Killed himself?' asked Simon, surprised. "'But why?' "'Mr. Peabody telephoned a public help service "'and told them he was going to kill himself "'because he was unable to repeat his miracle. "'The help service telephoned the police,' We came immediately. We found him lying dead in his swimming pool. Then we found a letter here on the table in the living room. Detective Fernandez took out an envelope from his pocket. It had a name written on it in pen, which the detective showed to Simon. To my friend, Simon Fotheringay. "'I had to read it, of course,' said the detective. "'I'll let you read it later, when I have made a copy. First of all, I'll just briefly explain what it says. "'It's written like an article. It's quite long. "'It talks about his life. "'He describes his life as very happy and interesting.' He was happy in his work and, he says, he lived to help his family. He worked hard to get his two wonderful sons into good jobs in the factory where he worked. He became depressed when his wife, who he loved very much, died of cancer. He had spent the last years of her life looking after her. After she died, he couldn't stand living in the same house any more, so that's why he came to Spain. Then on that day in April, he talks about how he did something amazing. He believed he had performed a miracle and made it rain. However, he said the reason he was able to do it was because he just wanted water for his swimming pool. Then he realized how much power he had. He tried to repeat the miracle in Madrid, but he couldn't. He talks about the power he had to help the world, but for some reason he couldn't perform the second miracle. He couldn't understand that although he had spent his life helping others, this time he couldn't. It was too much for him. He says he felt terribly guilty. That's why he killed himself. He addressed the letter to you because he said you saw exactly what happened. He said you were his friend. He wanted you to publish the letter in your newspaper. Simon looked down at the floor. "'I've been a fool. "'I thought that perhaps Sidney Peabody was... "'was the devil or somebody. "'You know, because he performed the miracle for himself. "'Just for himself. "'I I didn't know he felt so guilty about all this. "'I don't think you are a religious man, are you, Mr Fotheringay?' "'said the detective. "'Simon looked up. "'What do you mean?' The devil cannot perform miracles, Mr. Fotheringay, answered the detective, seriously. No, what happened here was very different. Personally, I think this is a very sad case. Perhaps Mr. Peabody worked a miracle, perhaps he didn't. The fact is, he believed he did. He believed he had such power... He could have helped the whole world. However, he suddenly found he had just helped himself and couldn't repeat his miracle to do a great good. That was too much for Sidney Peabody, so he took his own life. The detective stood up, so Simon did too. Tomorrow, said the detective, "'I'll give you a copy of the letter to publish in your newspaper. "'I'm sure you will sell a lot, Mr. Fotheringay.' "'Yes, yes,' said Simon, and he turned to go. "'Oh, and uh, one more thing,' said the detective softly. "'Simon turned back. "'You know, many of us have power, Mr. Fotheringay.' "'I understand you have become a a rich man here on the Costa del Sol "'with your newspaper. Is that right?' "'Yes, yes, I've been very lucky,' answered Simon. "'But why do you ask?' "'Money has great power. It can do many good things, don't you think?' "'said the detective, and he looked hard at Simon.' We don't need to perform a miracle to help the people around us. So many people have power and do nothing for others. Perhaps they're too busy thinking about their own swimming pools. Perhaps they don't care. Sidney Peabody cared so much that he took his own life. Perhaps you could write that at the end of your article, Mr. Fotheringay. Simon looked at the bag that contained Sidney's body for a few seconds and said nothing. Then he smiled quickly at the detective, turned and walked out of the house. And that is the end of the story. I hope you heard the adverbs that I mentioned at the beginning. Goodbye for now. Until next time. (laughs)